What's up, podcast world? This is Assholes in Headphones with episode number six. This is a banger this week. I gave Pat the album Hail Stan by Periphery. And uh, I gave uh, Mr. Asylum by Highly Suspect. And uh, it was it's really thin in the beginning and it's really fucking heavy at the end. Yeah. So if, it, if you're like, there's <laughs> nothing to this fucking uh, Highly Suspect shit, just wait for the uh, second album. Just wait for it. We're going to break it open and blow your minds. Yeah. You're going to love it. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Enjoy. a lot of energy it does you know those guys were nominated for a grammy i believe it yeah i didn't know that, i don't know but if I they won it. or they was it on that album this um, album i think it was this album i'm here to bring you half a fact okay i don't know if it was this album i don't know if they won the grammy i'm but okay with it i like it I, I mean, they were nam- grammy nominated i remember when this album came out i remember liking it and and thinking eh, this is good it's like catchy and i think uh that makes sense that they got nominated, whether or not they won, I don't know. Plus, I feel sometimes like sometimes I think the nomination is like pretty much winning. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's fair to say because you can put Grammy nominated on your next album or right. on your next press release. Exactly. So. And really, I think the voting. I mean, the nominations come more from like what actually happened, right? Like album sales, the popularity of what you were doing, it's tangible. Things like that, right? That's the nomination because like how you affected the community or whatever at the time. Mm-hmm. And the voting, I mean, is it the people or is it kind of like the, the fucking Oscars? It's real. Like only the fucking high-end movie stars vote. Who did you suck off? Right, exactly. Like, like eh, whatever. I think it's cool because, so for those that don't know, that was highly suspect. Mm. I guess we should preface that. It's not periphery. We should. <laughs> no, this is highly suspect for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, there's just not a lot of classic rock in that sense anymore. Like to me, highly suspect is like traditional rock and roll. I would just classify as rock and roll. Yeah. And I know, I don't know how they classify it on Spotify or anything, but it's rock and roll. Yeah. I think this album for me was like rock and roll. I think the more like, uh, when listening to this, I got into the, it just hit the radio thing Uh and they played, there was one that they would play off of uh, the boy who cried wolf or whatever. Yeah, that had a really that was the, probably their biggest hit. Was uh, was it? The, that's the song title. I'm gonna, well, I don't know. No, or not not that song title, but that album is their biggest hit. I think. Oh, okay. Um, Either way, like it. My played, name is human. <clears throat> yeah, that one yeah. for sure. But they played songs off that, and then they played songs off the newer one. And god damn it, like the new stuff is fucking garbage. I think. That last but, album they put out was trash. And I didn't even listen to the whole thing. It's but almost unlistenable. It got, I don't know, pop rock. Not yeah. just good rock and roll anymore. It was like it shining down for me. Ooh, don't you. Ugh. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> don't you say that word on here. Son of a bitch. And that's the podcast. <laughs> Ryan's got to go home. And we're out. He's out of here. So getting to this album, we, start, we, we decided to analyze this one first because uh, in hindsight 
uh, periphery versus highly suspect was a very strange mashup. Right. Yeah, we like, need to think of this through a little bit yeah. further next time. I, but, I stand by my, my love of this album because it's pop. It is in a sense pop because it's easy listening. It just makes you feel good. Yeah. Uh, breaking it down. Not a whole lot of meat on the bones. You know, my notes are very <laughs> limited. <laughs> not a lot going on. Um, <clears throat> do you like, is every single one of the bands you give me from Georgia? Are these guys from Georgia too? They're not. So I got a fun, I'll tell you a fun story about this okay. to start off. <laughs> okay. These guys are actually from uh, Cape Cod area. Oh. Massachusetts. Um, so I went to Cape Cod with my wife and her aunt and uncle mm-hmm. years ago. It was probably like eight years ago. Okay. And we ended up at this bar called J.R. Brody's in Cape Cod. And it was like the coolest fucking place. Like you were like, if we lived here, this would be our, like our place. Like, yeah. Good food, good beer, hang, yeah. badass. Like the city club of, of Cape Cod. Yeah, yeah. So we loved that place. I ended up like following them on Facebook when we left and stuff because it was cool. But mm-hmm. then I ended up, uh, this album came out after that trip. Started listening and looking into them. That was their bar they used to play at. Really? That was like their local. This is where, that's where they came up. That's where they came up was J.R. Brody's. It's called the East End Tap now. Okay. Uh, they changed their name, but. Uh, and then they ended up in Brooklyn, I believe, at, at one point, uh, after Cape Cod, as they started getting bigger, because they were just a cover band. Yeah, at like first. a cover bar like band. A, yeah. Um, and then Brooklyn, and then I think they still call Cape Cod home. But huh. um, yeah. I imagine they made it out to LA at some point. I would, I'm sure. They look like they made it out to LA. Well, terrible Johnny. <laughs> terrible if you're listening, Johnny. buddy, you can really get your life together. That's the lead <laughs> singer, for those that don't know. And it's fitting. That he I calls think it himself is, terrible. But he Johnny. doesn't sound like he looks at all. He doesn't. No. He's got much more of a, I want to say, sultry kind of rock and roll voice to him than he looks. Yeah, he kind of looks, looks like a like he could be the lead singer of Maroon Five, especially before all the face yeah, tattoos. Yeah, he looks like a kind of like a whiny emo singer. Hundred percent from a <laughs> fucking you know from two thousand twenty or two thousand seven or something, but. <laughs> Yeah, he's I, I I like the guy's voice. It's nice. Yeah, and he's a pretty pretty actually pretty talented guitar player. Does he Could, play guitar too? Yeah, yeah, he plays guitar and he's you know, he's it's just a three-piece band, so it's the the bassist and the drummer are brothers. Okay. Um and then the, he's just their buddy or Why whatever. is there four people on the picture then? Uh maybe the they picked picture. they might have picked up a fourth player after this album. But if Oh, uh, maybe they did, yeah, cuz because he played lead, you know, lead rhythm. I mean, it was there was no lead slash or and separate rhythm. I mean, he's a right. He's covering everything. Huh. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. You know, when you record something, then you start second guessing everything. You're like, well, this yeah. is recorded. I better be goddamn you think, right. Like, I didn't look that up. <laughs> uh oh. Speaking of that, so after I have to eat my words on what I said last week about Phoenix, uh, the X Men character uh, i was like what yeah it was it was hitting me and i was because i did kind of think it was i mentioned in the movie how she goes up and the and the sun flare gives her her powers and i was like right. that's fucking stupid right instead of just being in her well in the comic books that's actually what happens okay so if i'm if i'm going but what by what like the comic world would say is the right way it's the cheesier story that's the right way so i made it sound really like <laughs> stupid but that's the stupid way is the right way and i'm sorry hey that's life right there <laughs> that's a that's a honest apology from me that's what they sound like so. 
Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, nerds. Yeah, if you want to go back to <laughs> Sorry, episode you five. Sorry, fucking noids. <laughs> was that five? That was five. This is I episode. I fucking learn. Yeah. I, I forget. I forget. I forget. I don't feel like it was. Episode five? Anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, so these this album came out in 2015. Uh, Mr. Asylum. Which is funny because I'm looking at my notes right now and I named this band under it Highly Asylum. <laughs> I had a Freudian. That's twice you've done something like that. Highly Asylum. <laughs> it's oh, a Jesus slip. Christ. Bad. Bad at that. So the first track though, Mr. Asylum, uh-huh. um, title track or whatever, it's just okay. Like it's probably yeah. one of my least favorite songs on, on, I really on the album. I really only listened to it once or twice through while I was listening to this album. I would skip the first i just started on lost but but we would be remiss if we didn't mention one of the greatest lyrics in the entire album which is uh (laughs) my love in her mouth uh yeah (laughs) there's some banger there's some real bangers in there are some golden oldies in here what's the other one it says you fit me so good so good when i'm inside you when i'm inside you i fit me like a glove when i'm inside yeah yeah i don't know which one that is but yeah, there's mm-hmm. a there's there's definitely some really really kind of tacky shit in it, but uh, I did kind of like him saying I've started a battle that's uh, turned into a war in Mister Asylum. That's kind of yeah, it's yeah. simple simple but effective. But that kind of sums up really the whole album. Is it just if you go and you really really listen to it, you're like, no, no, I'd rather just listen to it like yeah. ca- casually, because it kind of was almost ruining it for me. I agree. To- yeah, and but. I mean, if I put this album up against Bayside, I'm on this album all the time. I think this is a strong... <laughs> they're stronger than Bayside, let's strong. be honest. I yeah, mean, at least, especially at least, that early Bayside. Yeah, this ref, the, this effort is definitely stronger than the other Bayside one we're talking about. But I like the like blustery rock riff at on, on Lost, the beginning. Like, it's it's got a good... This whole thing's got nice... I mean, this is just solid. Riffs, yeah. That bouncy. Yeah, and that, I don't know who came first, but uh, that reminds me a lot of The Damned Things, their first album. Yep. So I don't I know. I put Queens of the Stone Aged. That Stone too. Aged. It's got the same, <laughs> whether it's a bass drum and a snare or a bass, well, whatever it is, but the dink, 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 yep. dink, that's very Queens of the Stone Agey too. Yeah, it um, definitely sticks out uh, there. But uh, that, I mean, that song's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I like the my love has grown uh, like a vine around my throat. I don't know if it's cheesy, but yeah. it's 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 good for me. That's the kind of shit I'm into. <laughs> I was gonna say that it, again is really Dawson's creaky, but it fits you. So like uh, I made a note that at the two fifteen ish kind of mark, it breaks into this long kind of flowy. Yeah, I have the exact I don't know same if it's note. Like a bridge outro, what? But like I like the way it sounded, and then. He says like she, something to the effect of she left and he's just going to sit and wait for her forever. I mean, honestly, yeah, that, that kind of... Lost his way. It's got a nice little ring to it. But then, when, but then when I think about like what he's saying, I'm like, God damn it. That's <laughs> fucking depressing. Go do something. Fuck her. She left. <laughs> Which is perfect because we'll get to it, but uh, in contrast to Periphery, like, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, that whole yeah. album was about fighting wars and shit. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. 
Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But yeah, this is. I do like that you made that note because I literally have the same thing. Two fifteen, love yeah. lost its way. I mean, yeah, it's a, that's where that song shines, uh, just melody wise and like yeah. having a good poppy. It kind of starts to carry itself and it flows. Yeah, that's pretty good. They, <clears throat> the one, <sighs> I don't even know if it's like a beef that I have with this kind of. This strikes me as kind of more of a southern rock kind of vibe, right? Yeah, I'll it's, buy that. Obviously, they're not from the south, but the idea and those—it's got a lot of bluesy rock kind of riffs in it. Yeah, he's obviously learning from the guitar some influence. Of the greats. Yeah, hundred percent there. As far as the guitar is concerned, he's learning from those influences and the the greats from down there. The, my only beef with this, like kind of southern idea and these the lyrics there specifically is like well this is where i am and fuck she left and i'm just gonna stay here what was me sitting here on my porch and waiting for her to come back it's that whole like when are you gonna like you can't tell me you're a tough motherfucker and then whine about the fact that she's not coming back to you Go fucking get her, asshole. And like, that's what I love about it. It's that self-loathing. Their self-loathing is what makes me feel good. Okay. So as long as I mean, they're suffering all, and it's not me. We've all had the self-loathing, and I get it. I get it. I just didn't fuck. I mean, Lord knows I've written shit like that. Right. Right. But You have. Yeah, I have, you? yeah. Um, so we've all been there. It's just where I'm at now makes me like, ugh, I just would not write that. I'd say, man, really sucks that you're gone. I miss you. And I'm fucking this hotter on. bitch. Moving on, you know what I mean? Like I'm with you. Although I'd be a fucking wreck, I'm sure, but I I just don't know if wallowing in it like that makes it better. No, it I mean it definitely doesn't, but no. it makes you know It makes people who want to listen to the music appreciate Sometimes it. you yeah. want to hear the the shit. A lot of times I think you do. To make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. Because you get the opposite result of the the what they're literally saying gives you the opposite, hopefully, or or you just know that somebody else is doing it too, so you're like, yeah, misery. It's okay, there's company in misery, or misery yeah. loves company. Misery <laughs> loves company, exactly. Yeah. Um, on that next track, Lydia, um, it's got another kind of like I feel like when you listen to this album, the best way from a podcast <clears throat> perspective is just let's just get to the good hooks. Okay, you know yeah. what I mean? Because it's it's guitar music, it's guitar driven. Uh huh. Um, he's got a good voice, but lyrically, it leaves a little bit to be desired. It's pretty simple, but at like two twenty five on this, it has like a pretty, pretty good. Din- I don't know if you call it a breakdown, but. Yeah, this is a. Uh, I mean, it's just solid rock and roll. This is- Barroom pool music, and I think that's what that, every time I that listen lyric to lyric right there probably started numerous barroom fights. I can only help in the last seven years or whatever it's been. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. This is a band that you want to go see. I, I've said this before in the conversation with other people about this band. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to see these guys at like a thousand person venue or no. thousand plus. I want to see them in a like couple hundred max environment. Yeah, these guys don't play solitaire. They play like. Funk and dive. Right. And if these <laughs> you know? guys were at Funking Dive, Funking Dive? Funking the <laughs> Funking Dive. I would, uh, honestly, I'd, I'd probably lose my shit because yeah. I think it would be in that environment the perf- perfect band. You wouldn't appreciate some other bands in that environment. It's just would, it would be either be like, why are they here? 
Right. Ugh. Like some, you can't see tool in a small no. environment like that or something like that. I mean, tool was a big jump, but something like that. You can't see that there, but these guys much like clutch and things like that. Like those guys are best in those really intimate, really like you can hear beers clanking, uh, in the recordings and shit. Like right. That. Like that type of, and that's again, simple by design in a lot of aspects because you're not putting on much of a production other than just what's here on the stage. You know, there's no, right. like, no big Megatron doing shit, no fire and all that shit. Because there's uh, certain music that is just simply better with that stuff. Yeah. There's, yeah. and there's, there's music that's made around that idea to use that to enhance what they're doing. And this music doesn't need it. No, it's just bar rock and roll bar and Southern yeah. bar rock and roll self-loathing. Yeah. Um, that's what it is. Uh, yeah. there was a line on that, um, in Lydia, I like the, like the dirty distortion. I don't know what pedal it is, but the distortion seems a little different on this one. And I like that. Uh, there's a, a line that says, I pick up a gun, aim for the sun and shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> once I, like I was listening, I was like, is that what I, is that what I heard? <laughs> so I went back and I, li- I looked it up and yeah, that's what I heard. And like, I couldn't, the first thing I thought was point break <laughs> where he's shooting at this guy. Right. And then I thought, but then there's the sublime lyric. Do you remember? Uh, I've never been a big sublime guy. So, no? so I'm Bradley, so Bradley, Noel, he's got a line and I, I can't remember the song. I should have looked it up just cause I'm going to reference it. Right. But he has, he says, uh, if I had a shotgun, you know what I do? I'd point that shit straight at the sky and shoot heaven on down for you. Okay. Because the bars are always open and time's over. Yeah. But <clears throat> I was that was my first experience of like somebody. And I thought when Bradley did it, I was like, fuck, dude. For some reason that hits me so good. You know, I was younger. Right. I was like, yeah, shoot the sky and pull heaven down for her because that's what you want to do because, you know, whatever. But it's, it's like kind of fucking manly because you're going to shoot it. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, at the time it was like a cool reference. And then I saw this one and was like, all right, he either stole that or he's in the same mind frame. Trying to capture the same feeling. Same feeling. Or I'm just so much older now that I just see fucking Keanu shooting a gun and screaming at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't sum up this album. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. I like the ice that numbs my throat, if only for the night. I mean, I think that, again, this is nothing like revolutionary here, but I mean, he's, I think he starts with the coke, something about cocaine, and then the right. ice that numbs my throat, if only for the night. I mean, yeah, you know, who hasn't, you know, drank, forgot all their problems, and then woke up and realized, well, that was for, that yeah. night. now I got to deal with it today. Yeah. And a hangover. Not only that, you got to deal with what you don't remember. That's been an issue in my life a couple times. <laughs> but people uh, mad for no reason yeah videos and photos popping in i don't know where the fuck that came from and if you haven't woken up who's that guy with zero recollection and your lips uh, fused together with blood right then uh you haven't lived fused with blood yeah that would have been the night you were eating baked beans oh yeah that yeah. was a good one you got popped in the mouth by a woman <laughs> crazy true true story everybody true story it is um the bath salt song called bath salts. Was that the year that they were doing the whole bath salts thing in Florida? Uh, it's probably it pretty, after? pretty much in that time frame Cause it was probably written in this album's a 15. This could have been written, you know, a couple of years prior, even if this is a little 
released a little bit so, after? I don't think so, though. I don't think so, though, because we were talking about bath salts at on the Coffee Stains cast, mm-hmm. and I haven't been doing that since 2018. I don't know that. So this motherfucker knew this about smoking This dude was a revolutionary. Or, yeah. He's a, he's maybe, a trendsetter. Maybe it started up in Cape Cod. It yeah. just it got all the credit down in Florida. Well, you know, honestly... I, like I said, I've been to Cape Cod. Those people should smoke bath salts because there's some miserable fucks up there in the Boston area. <laughs> they need to loosen the fuck up. Right. Go eat some people. You know, do some bath salts. I realize salts. I think some of the East Coast thing, it turns into like part of your life that you're just a miserable, angry fuck. Well, and that's just how, and it's almost like an ego thing. Like if he doesn't tell me to fuck off, then he's a bitch. For real. I'm going to respect you if he, once you tell me to fuck off, but till then, go fuck yourself. Well, I mean, is I'm, an, I'm is, a born they? and raised New Yorker, but Buffalo is very different than, you know, right. it's not New York City by any stretch. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it was, when I moved out here in the military, I was always like, you know, East Coast or everybody's a fucking asshole. I kind of mm-hmm. resented home for a while. But, you know, I went back to Buffalo. I'm like, oh, no, everybody's <clears> pretty <throat> actually very friendly here. Right. But no, Boston? Fuck no. <laughs> Those were the rudest people I have ever. It's exactly what you just <laughs> said. They like like have this like it's ingrained in them. It's yeah. like. I can't be weak. I got if right. I'm not rude to somebody, they might take advantage of me. So I'm going to be rude to you and you're going to be rude to me and then we'll have this rude respect to where you're you're cool. But if you're not rude to me back, then you're just a fucking bitch pushover and I'm going to take advantage of your ass. Yeah. We went to a it's place weird, called man. like I think it was called Captain Salty's, like where you get <laughs> to go to uh um Martha's Vineyard is it? There's the two islands, yeah, Martha's yeah. Vineyard and the other one. Mm-hmm. We're waiting. When let's let's go in this fucking shitty bar. Look like kind of a dive. Called I mean it's called Captain Salty's for Christ's sake. If it's not a dive, they need to yeah. they need to fix that and make it a dive. Yeah. Or change the name. Yeah. We go in there and uh, the the Pats are playing and the bar. There's like two dudes in there and the bartender's just like watching the game intent intensely. You know. Right. And they're getting their asses kicked. <laughs> you know, and you could see who's upset. And I'm yeah. just like a fucking idiot. And I was like. Oh, Pats are getting their ass kicked, you know, like just going <laughs> at it. And he's like, yep, seriously, the three people turn, knives are coming out, like ready to kill me. And I was like, uh, and he's like this Irish is fucking the most Boston looking motherfucker ever, yeah. you know, just yoked redhead dude. And and then I'm like, oh, I'm from Buffalo. And I just know what it feels like to be a loser, you know, like try <laughs> yeah. throwing myself under the bus. No like shit. You lost four Super Bowls in a row, motherfucker. But, you know. He just, you know, refrained from killing me, but he was never like no smile, no right. laughter, you know. Spits like, in your beer a little. Yeah. Just fuck this guy. I'm done. I'm out of here. Let's go. Let's, wow. go. Let's go to Martha's Vineyard. Let's go to Nantucket. And I noticed on this song, he's got a buddy named Kyle. Yeah. Of course he's got a Kyle. With Kyle those the face bartender? tattoos, of course you have a Kyle friend. I mean, why not? He either had a Kyle friend or... He's a time traveler because he was talking about Kyle's and bath salts before this was a thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is there a Chad and a Thad in here too? I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's fun because I think Kyle is clear. Well, Kyle is clearly the bartender because he refers to him getting a drink. Right. Um, yeah. I think that's fun to write a song about your local bartender. I think it is too. And Kyle might have served me a drink at, at the uh, J.R. Brody's. For all I know. But bath salts is a cool ass name. Um the last part of that song talks about, he says, all I saw was the devil's, yeah. <laughs> was the, what did he say? The devil's sh- eyes? All I saw was the, was the devil's soul, and the it looked soul. a hell of a lot like my own. Yeah. And that's a, that's I think my it was, favorite. It reminded me of this uh, poem by a guy named Billy Collins. He's got a poem called The Art of Drowning, which I 
think the AFI album was. I was just going to say that's a. Okay. I think it was, but I don't know. I'd, I'd have to check on that. But anyway, uh, Billy Collins is a poet. He he was the poet laureate during uh, the Bush Junior. Cheney Bush Cheney era. No. Bush Senior. No Bush. Oh yeah, Bush Cheney. Okay. Yeah. Um, during that administration, and. Uh, the the poem the art of drowning in the end of it he just talks about what it might be to drown and describes like floating and stuff like that but like the last little bit says something to the effect of you you think you're always gonna see your life flashing before your eyes and and you see this flash and everybody has these grandiose things and and really it's probably just the reflection of a scale of a fish that swim past your face that's it absolutely that's it that's all but, but we want to romanticize everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? So if you live through it, like, oh, that flash. What happened in that flash? Oh, man. You know Daybell that murdered his uh, new wife's children in Rexburg, Idaho? You know, yeah, yeah, Lord, yeah, yeah. He had a couple near-death experiences. Yeah, he, uh, he was a prophet. He murdered some kids. So let's not yeah. romanticize everything. Let's not. Some things are it's just a fish, everybody. <laughs> it's a fish. It's, just, it's, just, it's cool. I kind of want to play that little clip of that. Yeah, do it. That, uh. No pretty angels, no bright lights All I saw was the devil's soul And I looked a hell of a lot like my own Yeah, I dig it. See, little clips like that, this is good. It really is. I mean, it, but... It's, it's really bluesy, really simple. His voice is not like great for that part. I mean, I like that. I'm a sucker for but the whole album is. Eh. You know, I, I I agree, but again, not to get too ahead of us on uh, with Periphery, right. but <clears throat> when you when you listen to music like Periphery versus this album, it's kind of interesting to analyze them together because I've listened to this album, Mister Asylum, like over and over and over and over and mm-hmm. over. And I've always really enjoyed it, but I've never like, like dove into it with headphones and like, mm-hmm. you know, reading the lyrics along with it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just been a solid, good music that plays in the background. Yeah, yeah. And it feels good. It sounds good, and it's just mm-hmm. good. And you catch those little one lines, but you're not listening to everything. Periphery is kind of the opposite. Um, yeah. As I listen to that, it, um, I've listened to it in my car, headphones, my good stereo down here, work speakers, all that, and. It's it slid for me depending on what I was format I was listening to. Yeah, in headphones the, it was chilling, like yeah. chilling. I got little chills in my like chin. It happened. <laughs> I, but when yeah. I would listen to it casually, it it didn't. It was like I wasn't listening to the same yeah album. It's different things. So uh, that's what's fun <laughs> about music is there's certain stuff you listen to while you're working and it's in the background and you're not even listening. Mm-hmm. And there's music. And it's, got a, it's got the nice beat, and you can dance to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So the song, the title. Uh, before I know we're pretty much almost done yeah. with this one, but um, the song "Blood Feather." He sings about Georgia rain on his face. I think was that he Blood does. Feather? Yeah. yeah, 
And I didn't know. That's that's why I was like, is this motherfuckers from Georgia too? God damn it, Pat. Probably a chick he hooked up with when he was on tour. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <clears throat> but I thought the name Bloodfeather, this is a kind of just a different vibe to what everything else was titled and stuff. So I looked up what the fuck Bloodfeather was. Do you know what a Bloodfeather is? I don't. I actually didn't when look a, that up. When a bird molts and sheds all of its flowers or flowers feathers <laughs> cool <laughs> feathers when it's growing back its feathers or if it molts and loses a feather then the new feather is a blood feather and it has like a tip of uh the the tip of the feather is still deeply connected and is feeding the the growth of the feather okay yeah and it takes about 4 to 6 weeks for that blood to like reduce or recede back down into the body before so, it's just like a follicle or like a dead right, hair like exactly or until it's just a feather yeah, but right. if you if a blood feather is pulled before that thing happens it's like it's like a head wound they just bleed for fucking ever interesting it's like a serious serious thing where you have to like stop it with a steptic pen or something like that interesting because they because it's just a straight yeah see i learned something i'll be goddamn that's what we're here to do. This is also the song where uh, he, he, he uh, you know, I fit me like a glove. You fit me like a glove while I'm inside of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. So ridiculous, but six beers in and, and loud with a bunch of friends. That's good shit. It really is. <laughs> um, I mean, and then like you got fuck me up. I yeah. mean, that's just a fun. Um, it doesn't take a lot to make me think about fucking. That song makes me think about fucking. Hell yeah. Just it. It just does. The, the one, there's a super cliche lyric in the Blood Feather song, but it kind of had a little twist for me where it's like a Bonnie and Clyde thing tar- type start happening where he says something about the her eyes being sharper than diamonds or steel. And then he mentions or sharper than the knife that she's holding something fucking weird like that. Mm. Like sounds like he's romanticizing how pretty her eyes eyes, are and shit. Your eyes, they could cut through diamonds and steel for real. They're sharper than the blade in your hand. Right. Yeah. Sounds like you're, Oh, you're so pretty. Your eyes are so, but you got a fucking knife in your hand, bitch. You crazy. Well, I mean, Bitch, you crazy. Terrible Johnny's they not hanging out with the fucking no, the normal women. He hand. does the crazy hot mat matrix. I don't know. <laughs> he's <laughs> crazy, over. Yeah. You know, he's in the he's in the hot section okay. and, and the crazy. Yeah. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. Um Yeah, there's you know, I mean I mean honestly you could just you're really kind of just repeating yourself when you're really explaining this album. Mm-hmm. It's just really an album you listen to and you just move on with your life. The song Vanity is talking about like somebody that I think is hooked on drugs or whatever, or is suicidal in some way. We've heard that before. Uh, but I liked at the end of that one, how he ends with like, this is not the end. I'm willing to help you try. I'm willing to help. I'm going to be there for you. You don't have to, don't have to do it. You know what I mean? Right. I love that little. It's, it's generally positive, I think. Yeah. 
Um, I do. I, I think my favorite song, I mean, is this last track, uh, Claude Land. Yeah. I didn't really look up what the hell that had any, like meant or anything. I, I think it's a, a name of somebody. I think it's a, I don't know. I don't know. I think it has another pretty memorable, like, uh, this band's not good, but her not good, but they don't suck. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's basically talking about you going out to the bar, they pour me a drink. You know, you're, you're invite so-and-so invite Molly. He says, I think she's fun. Yeah. He's a, she's fun. <laughs> she's yeah. fun. I mean, and it's got that like surf sound to it. It just, uh, it's just like a, Yeah, this is the one. <laughs> it's better if she's around. Yeah. This is the one that we started with where he kind of does that yeah. with his lips. <laughs> That's a total clutch Can thing, too. It. It, clutch does that a couple times. And, um, but in the end, any song that's going to tell me like not to worry about things, take shots with my buddies, the girls are dancing, so it's fun, invite the girls, everything's cooler when they're around. It's yeah, just wrong. a less lo- let loose kind of live right now. Fuck tomorrow. I mean, it says don't overthink it in the fucking song. So yeah, it's with a good rock and roll vibe. It's good stuff. And that's it's party the, music. And that's the band. Uh, that's highly suspect. Yeah, that's them. Until they made it big, and and we don't know what the fuck happened to them after that. Yeah. Now here's I'll wrap up with this too. Are you okay. familiar with the MCID thing? No, I have no idea what it means. So they have this MCID, you know, that on their hats and all their gears. Yeah, and on the cover of their album. Their yeah, most that latest, album, that right? most recent album that's on it, uh, it's yeah. My Crew is Dope. How dumb is that? <laughs> my my Crew is Dope. My Crew is Dope, saying that they're, <laughs> they're fucking fans. That's what they're, their shout out to their fans, you know. I'm like, that is, you know, honestly, like, cool. you, you had me and then you just do stupid ass shit like that. <laughs> yeah. And I can't. Cool. And, I don't know for sure. I'm just guessing, but his hand tattoo looks like it's one of those ones that like. Oh, where you hold you, it up you over put your it face, up over your mouth, and it makes it look like you got like a skeleton face or something. So I know I don't have to ask you this question because you basically implied it, but you hate that. Yeah, that's okay. dumb. I just wanted to that's, make sure. <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> well, if you don't have anything else, I mean, I don't. Plus, I think that pretty much got it. Oh, there was a little note about the song "Mom." He is passive aggressively fucking with her on this song. Yeah, yeah. There's well, you weren't around for me. I don't need your love. I just, I just wrote to check in on you, see how you're doing, mom. Oh, and by the way, go fuck yourself. I don't care. Since you brought it up, not to drag this out, but if you didn't know, if you didn't research it, his he his father raised him. Okay, his mother was basically out of the like took off. Yeah, completely abandoned him. As you can, I think he says like she left him at the like at a somebody's house or something like literally just gave him away yeah at one year old or something like that and uh don't hold me to this but i believe if i remember correctly his dad was like a biker like who lived in the woods like they were like off grid jesus like i don't know if this is this might be a stretch but to describe it like anti-government kind of like like, you know you know uh Mm -hmm. so it's just interesting because it's always bizarre when i hear the mother leaves and the father raises him especially when it's like the image is portrayed as a father that's like a rough and tumble biker guy. Yeah, that's living in the woods so or just the, off the grid or yeah. something. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just weird to me because, you know, you just expect mothers to be the ones, you know, yeah. the dad disappears. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I mean, good mom, for his mommy, dad. Le- mommy left him and good job, dad. You made a real terrible Johnny. I know I keep saying that, but <laughs> this breakdown in this song, that I'll put, it'll be the last thing I play, is uh, saucy. 
Sauce. Yeah, I'm just a sucker for that. Uh, I think I, like, rock and roll guitar. I think I man. had a note too. Like, if you have this on loud, and whether you you drink or whether you don't drink, if you're in the mood you need to be in to listen to this, if you don't find yourself air guitaring right there, yeah. then you're fucking dead inside. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> if you don't like that kind of guitar at some point, you yeah. know, in some mood, we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's just rock solid American guitar. If you hear it, you're just like, "Ugh, I hate that. I just don't even like that. That's stupid." It, yeah, you need okay. to die. Go listen to Katy Perry. Go. See you later. Put your hand in a wood. I bet Katy Perry even uses that guitar riff on a song or two. Yeah, and she's got really, really nice boobs. She's got nice lots of things. Yeah, she's a terrible singer though. Mm. You ever heard her live? Music's catchy as fuck, but God yeah, I never, damn, she I, can't, I can't sing. speak to her singing. I don't know. We'll have her on and we'll we'll interview her. So mm-hmm. we'll get we'll get to that next time. She said she was gonna uh, get back with me and she just hasn't yet. Yeah, that's because I was banging her. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Periphery, Damn it, Pat. Tell Periphery me. is a whole nother thing. So I gave Pat the album uh, "Hail Stand." Came out in 2019 by a band called Periphery. And it's "Hail Satan" every time I look at it. It's because hilarious. It is. It's actually really funny. We didn't talk about the album art on the other one, oh, but anyway. it's not great. I don't love it. And okay. it's, it's, did you notice there was one pale blue dot in the space? I did not. Okay. We'll yeah. see. There's always something to be found. There's in. always something. So in the highly spectacular or suspect album art, it's like a, I think it's a, it's a Navy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, it's a white suit. Yeah, he's he's the, got a service the, dress on. He's got yeah. a little rank on his shoulder. The rank on his shoulder. And the white is only Navy, correct? Uh, yeah, I believe so. So yeah, it's gotta be a Navy. So kind of hearkening back to that old, uh, that old old photo of the sailor bending the chick over and kissing her. Yeah, absolutely. But there's the like the s- silhouette of her hands on his head, and then space behind there, and it's all stars. But there is one pale blue dot. I mean, I'll say this: it's better than some of the album art from previous podcasts. Um, <laughs> it's not the worst, but it's it's weird. Yeah, I don't like the. I mean, I see why they have the fingernails pink. I mean, yeah. you kind of need to to make it a woman's hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it just looks a little off. Looks mm-hmm. a little childish, like it was just amateurish. That would be, I don't know. Yeah, that's artist the, interpretation, but whatever. The the Periphery album cover I love because I like symmetry and oh, like okay. tight lines and yeah and shape. I like ge- I like shapes. Yeah, it's You're just a geometric guy. I like just design. You know, yeah. beyond that, did I really break down what's inside there? Was that a the, like a devil goat head guy in the top picture? Um, yeah, that's a Baphomet. Is that what that's or called? Baphomet, the technical, however you want to say it. Yeah, he's a not a devil though. He gets a, a Baphomet gets the the credit of being a devil because Christianity demonized it. Gotcha. But. The older images of a Baphomet is actually like, it's all about the yin and yang. One hand's up, one hand's down. He's got male and female parts. He's, uh, there's a torch on his head that's lit. His head actually goes into like a five-pointed pentagram, which is not a bad thing. It's not a devil. It's just a, it's a pagan thing, like anchoring you to the ground. Okay. Uh, there's a bunch going on there, but, but yeah, that I, <laughs> part of me thinks they might've put that on there 
just for the whole Stan slash Satan type thing. And because they made the lettering so small, it looks like it says Hail Satan. Oh, yeah. And it's fucking hilarious. I mean, even when it's in full print on like Spotify and you look at it, like you're, you know how your brain tricks you to read the word you yeah. expect to see? Yeah. I mean, it's a just, black cover with like a really light gray writing, super small. You just hail Satan. Oh, Jesus. Which you get worried is weird because as you go through this album, like they're, they don't take themselves too seriously None. while taking themselves completely seriously. It's, it's a contradiction because yeah. the context of a lot of this shit is, is heavy. Yeah. They, I think there's there's storytellers for sure. Hundred percent. I mean, it's, this is the storytelling. It's beautiful storytelling in a really technically insane way. Um, it, it it was mind blowing. I'm just gonna say it. It fucking is, huh? It was. I'm glad it got you the same way because I. It hit me like that when I first heard it. Um, I was a fan of Periphery before, and this album came out and was just like, God damn! They're just one of those ones that. Every album is just better. Well, and there've always better. been a, a band I've I've heard of and I've listened to them, you know, very casually like Marigold. Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. probably their number one, you know, as far as Spotify yeah, streaming yeah. song. You know, I'm I've I listen to that all the time. Mm-hmm. But I've never been a band I've like listened to listen to. But I was impressed. Yeah, they the just, vocals on this guy. They're all over the place. He's so good. How do you do all that different stuff? And I mean, not to discount any of the other pl- the members of the band who are clearly like insanely talented. Right. I don't I know mean, how he does. I know there, I mean, there are background vocals. There's backing vocals for sure, but he's, I saw these guys when they came on tour for this album back when they, they last toured through here. Yeah. Fucking blew me away, man. It's just, it, it's insane. And they, they are a light's, yeah, fire like show band, but uh, which goes in line with uh, being storytell- storytellers. I right, mean, it is a yeah. they take they take every aspect into consideration. But I mean, the singer was wearing like a he he doesn't play with shoes on. He's got bare feet. He's running around. He had a little hoodie on. He looked like uh, he looked. Oh, okay. you ever see Lost? No. Oh no, I know what guy you're talking about though. The fucking meth head yeah. on Lost. Yeah. The rock star. He looked yep. like him because he's got this skinny, like thin hoodie on over his head the whole time with like a satchel, <laughs> like a, a man purse. Over yep. the t- and he never took off. He never used it. I don't know what the fuck was in it, but whatever it was, he didn't want to lose it. And it was just a. It's he had just, his car keys. Just in insane. There. Yeah. Or yeah. something. Yeah, the tour but van. Car keys, but like no, no shoes or socks. <laughs> it's fucking cold as shit outside. Whatever. Well, I looked at a little bit of like YouTube just briefly. You know, yeah. A couple live performances, so I kind of got a little bit of a, that visual. Uh-huh. But uh, it was funny because you know, if you watch a YouTube video you've seen before, you have the little red line at the bottom to tell you, "Oh, you've watched this." Like, right? I didn't never realized it was Periphery, but I had watched a uh, uh, Reptile live uh, for main. Oh, really? For manal symbols. Because hmm. I used to watch a lot of. Oh, well, I still do watch yeah. a lot of drum videos, and the okay. drummers uh, sponsored by Manal. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, I remember. I, I didn't put two and two until I got to that point, but huh. they're good live. I mean, it was in a studio, but it was pretty spot on, which you wouldn't think you'd be able to do because yeah. there's so much. No, like a, a live was, it was just as good. And I was even thinking like, man, I hope they open or they close or I, I just hope they play Reptile. And they fucking opened with that thing. 
and it was so goddamn good. After that, I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm spent. I could go home. But no, then they played for another 45 fucking minutes, and it was just awesome. I can't say enough good things about them how much they they really fucked my brain. You don't want to take away from the rest of this album, but if you're being, number one, just the length of the tracks, but Reptile mm-hmm. and um, Satellites, the last track, like, steal the show for me. And yeah. they're just so fucking good. Like, and it's such a long story. Like you, the way they're able to break up a six, you know, what is it? 16 minutes for reptile. Yeah. Reptile 16 minutes long. Yeah. Where you're like, it, it's like chapters mm-hmm. of a book mm-hmm. and it, but they still somehow are breaking in like, and that, that's the part of this kind of music that it really, I think I gravitate towards it because I just fully don't get it. And, and that's what makes me listen more and more like when you're writing that because musically eventually they're coming back to this chorus like right. the music the chorus of the or the music of the chorus and he's singing mostly the chorus so you, as a listener you're like reverting back okay chorus cool i'm back here it's just like catching me and i'm staying lip like on it but like you said it's a totally different chapter on the next one it's not it's you know, not the it's same. Not it's Asylum, not verse, it's chorus, like, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. Right. And the verses, like the music for the verses aren't the same. No. Like a lot of times. The, but they the, all go together. The music verse is the same music verse. Chorus is the same chorus. Right. Musically, you know, a, a lot of the times. Right. Or in simple music, I guess, more easier listening stuff. But yeah, this is just fucking all over the place. The, uh, <laughs> dude, just to start it off from that first track. Explain this to me. Explain how to use a phone. Explain. (laughs) Hold on. Technical difficulties. Small technical difficulty. Let me try that again. Okay, here we go. The beginning of Reptile. Okay. I mean, this is all synth. Well, yeah, synth synth strings. Yeah, yeah. But they're genty. Yeah. The whole thing is like... It's great. (laughs) Also... He's singing and like uh, vocally taking the part of two or three different characters in this thing. Right. So there's like a narrator and then there's like a, I think at one point there's like a, the demonic voice or the reptilian yeah, voice that takes over. Yeah, when he kind of does the. Yeah, the reptilian voice that takes over and then there's the kind of like the vibe of the people fighting or the people, the, the civilians or the. The people that are left behind. You know, it's fuck, dude. He hits some high notes, <laughs> not just in this one, but throughout this whole album that are like, how you can do some of the, I don't know if you call him a growler or a screamer. He just has his he own does style. all of it, yeah. But you can do some of this lower range stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, screams, screaming type vocals and then be able to just like belt out this like legit yeah. high E fucking right after whatever. It. Yeah. Like not even taking a note to clear your throat. I, it's it was it was pretty incredible. I yeah. mean, I was legitimately um, I was legitimately impressed. But there's one thing we we got to get out of the way. What's that? That stupid fucking lyric. Which one? His name was Billy, and he liked to get high. Right at the beginning. <laughs> it, let me let me tell you a story of a of a kid. His <laughs> name was Billy, and he liked to get high. I, I, He's the leader. It's just so of the story. It's so freaking silly, dude. Billy's the guy. And that's where it's funny. 
he's like, I think that's what's great about it. He's bringing, he's making the stoner, the stoner kid, yeah, like okay. the leader of I, this I see fucking what you're rebellion against these reptilian creatures that are taking over the fucking planet. I guess it's the way of like, <laughs> if you're writing a novel, when you have that backstory for your yeah. character and you're describing so you can picture the stoner. Yeah. Okay. And I Thank picture you. this stoner like crawling off of his couch and he's been so stoned that he's like dove down this rabbit hole of the different alien types and oh, he's fucking, oh, he's all conspiracyed out and then it's going to happen. So he's like, I know what to do. And then he ends up leading the charge against these fucking okay. guys. All right. <laughs> it's, I do enjoy the fact that so they followed dirty. it up with uh, this little nugget. Wait for it. Besides fluoride and shit. Yeah. I mean... There must be something in the water besides fluoride and shit. Maybe it's the fucking Asperger's in me, but uh, that shit sometimes is just so distracting because I'm, like, in the mood. Yeah. Like, like, I'm in the zone, and then they throw, like, this fucking curveball. My, my my special brain just can't... And it's like, the like comedy, it's so you know? Hung. Yeah. It's the we don't take... We're still not taking ourselves very seriously. For sure. There, there's little things like that all the way through, and I, I love that about these guys. They're just... They're young enough to still laugh and joke, and they don't. They're, it's not like Amon Amarth, you know. Amon Amarth is like a Viking metal band, and every fucking album is about this Viking takeover, buh, 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 and it's just so. It just grinds in dia. It's so intensely man, which isn't a bad thing when you want to feel like that. It's awesome, but god damn it, to live like that and never just sit back and laugh about shit. I well, couldn't do it. And there is a huge amount of balance in this album for being a progressive metal band. Yeah. Or genty progressive, whatever they yeah, call they're, them. They're one of the, I guess, one of the leaders of the gent yeah. thing. But uh, they they do a pretty good job of doing heavy and clean vocals. And, uh, you know, there's orchestra, or orchestral yeah. string. You know, there's synth stuff. But, I mean, they're in, there was legitimate slows synth down, shit in it. Like, yeah. Slows down, picks up. It's... It literally is a story being told through the whole thing. And it can't really verbally, I don't think we can really you express have to to like thing. how it does, yeah, what it does while you're listening to it. And when you're seeing it, so it's like the, explaining the a book to minutes, somebody. Like, yeah, exactly. It's just so hard to do. If if you can get into it, if you can get into music the same way you can get into a book or something, like it's so fucking worth it. The last two minutes of this song like it's like break it, oh god it's like a ep, epoch i guess you would say of the story man when i saw it live dude i swear to god i ascended <laughs> like i was a little stoned and drunk but god damn it like uh, well, you find so. that perfect level of stone and the perfect level of drunk and then this fuck i really can't like and i've even played it for brody i remember coming back from the show and being like, dude, we've got to listen to this part. we got to listen to this. I swear to God, I would have ascended. <laughs> I think I did last night. Like, this is going to get you. And it got to that point, and I was in it like, yeah. You look over, and he was. Yeah, I looked over, and the motherfucker was just like straight face, not feeling. He was like, I think your idea of ascending is much different than mine. <laughs> well. Okay, well, to be fair, you're probably right, but. Says the guy who toured yet? with ICP. I mean. Right, yeah. I mean, he's into exactly some different but, genres. God damn, man, this was it was so good, so so good, and the the fact that these guys live on that that level all the time, 
It's fucking great. I don't think what you did to me was fair, though, and I should air my beef out. <laughs> okay. You you fucking we he, we give the album at the end of uh, to our to each other at the end of our podcast. So mm-hmm. last week or last episode, he gave this to me. He drove home, and then like immediately <laughs> when you got home, you text me and you're like, "If this fucking song doesn't give you the fucking chills and blah, blah, like, you know," and I'm like, "God damn, no fucking pressure." Yeah. Like, I, I and I was concerned. I was gonna even say that because I, I like, thought no. it was gonna like bust like make like it was like a friend walking in while you're jerking off you're like i'm done now <laughs> no. i can't get there yeah i was like i, sh- I shouldn't but that song gets me every the whole album gets me every time and i was nope he's gotta he's, he's gotta hear it and if it doesn't then i don't know why i'm wasting my fucking time right <laughs> or why he is i should just not give him these kind of albums if it doesn't but i knew it was gonna no, it's and it, awesome. It, that's why I think you're good at picking these things because I think you know there's some uh, in some of these metal genres where I, I think it really won't end with me. Yeah, like, I don't like. There's, there's certain stuff that's just not mentioned. Gonna, we mentioned last time like Lamb of God. Yeah, and I don't think some of my favorite Lamb of God albums like Sacrament and stuff like that. I don't. I just don't think they're going to resonate with you. So I don't think, at least not a not enough for you to really want to try more. Right. You know what I mean? Is sometimes it's just like, nah, that's not me. Yeah. Just not going to do it. Absolutely. Don't care. This this was the the time though. I got chills. The 11 what what the So basically the song Reptile is the reptilian race of aliens taking over the planet. Um they form an alliance or something. This this stoner Billy forms an alliance and starts leading people against the fight against these reptiles. Us eventually I think ultimately humans lose. We end up in a spacecraft, uh, blasted off, and it says, like a, around the six minute thirty second mark, says um, they all float. We all float. So I, I said, I don't think like humans win this battle. We we end up in space looking for another place to pursue the human race. I think the reptilians. Well, they do reference over. the craft. Yeah, the craft and the yeah. everything. So yeah, I think I don't, but I don't think that's the reptilian craft. I think that's the humans escaping because everything fucking hit the bricks. Okay, I was curious because I had a question mark in there yeah. too. Yeah, it could could go either way, but I think at the seven forty mark, I said maybe the aliens are talking at this point. That's where the demon. Maybe that's the aliens talking because they won. Chaos is reigning with no one to quote unquote take away the present dismay. And it's just like like the world's going to shit. So we've already lost. There's got to be a scene there where you're flying away because you know you've lost and you're looking back and there's still people fighting and dying and fuck. Right. We're done. Um, the soil, at the that last part where he says the soil we know becomes our home. It's all those people that you're fucking dead. You live in the soil now. That's, that's where you're at. It, <laughs> it's fucking, it's crazy. I have an alternate um, an alternate uh, expl- idea explanation, or if you will. Okay, I want to believe, and I know what you're saying, and you're gonna laugh. <laughs> okay, the reptilian isn't literal; it's okay. the Illuminati. <laughs> okay, it's the, the Illuminati. It's the Illuminati. Uh, you know, the lizard people that run this country. Okay, or this world, the New World Order. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's the explanation. It's not literal alien takeover. So no, they're they're not literally. Killing people. Oh, they're doing, killing. Well, they're, they're literally killing people, but we're not. 
are we not blasting off into space or is blasting off like the reference of getting high to escape the yeah, fucking reality that that's we're exactly in? where I, I that's exactly it <sighs> where it's more of a representation now am i right probably not but i don't know i, I mean I, I guess you it could be whatever to me it was just an apocalyptic end you know people have referred to you know the lizard people or yeah yeah you know the illuminati and new world world order or all those things mm-hmm. um and it kind of had a lot of that same narrative where you know you could just say like you know they were fucking the greed uh, and the people were done. They took our land. Like, yeah. like literally the government owned everything and we took it back and we fought the government and then we had to suffer the consequences of, uh, you know, not that we're on another planet, that the, the planet was destroyed, that we're on. Mm. I don't know. So something like that. And now we're trying to find a way out of that, around that to keep what we know as humanity that we know it and keep yeah, that how do alive. You re- how do you restructure it after... You know, clearly that's how it went the first time, where then the right. gr- the greed and the people of the power and the politics and all that takes over, and then the people literally lose their land. You know, maybe. But, so if I mean, if he's using this story to portray that kind of idea through the whole thing, then the guy's even fucking better than I thought he was. Well, I did that for you, that's so you can look nice. up to Spencer. Isn't that's that his nice. name? Lead yeah. singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's when when I text he, him. Yeah, I'll hit him up. Let me get him on there. <laughs> Let me get him on the phone. <laughs> when he says, is this the end of all we know? Mm-hmm. That was, was... That's like the high point end of his singing when he hits them high notes. Yeah, that... Uh, that was just insane. I got to bring it in. Yeah, make sure you get the first part, too. He, Jesus, what he does vocally there, I think any young man can relate to wanting to be able to like belt that out. Uh huh. Like, and not have it crack. Yeah. Like, if you could scream that out, it's like I could solve all my problems. Like, yeah. That would just be like, oh. And I remember that live too. Like, we've just got to see these guys live next time they come. Like, whatever we have to do to make this happen, you've got to fucking see it. Cause that on stage is just like, I don't know. I have no idea what that would be like. It's another plane of existence that we all want to be at or whatever. It's fucking awesome. The only other time I get that is when I'm like so in it on a painting or the the music's going, whatever music it is, and I'm just like there. Every brush stroke is the only fucking possible place I'm existing. That's where that's the only where that is. I think if you're screaming that out, you can't be thinking about what's for dinner. Fuck no. <laughs> you can't be thinking about where your shoes are. You don't even fucking care if you got shoes on. It doesn't fucking matter. Like everything is. I think that's why it's Ooh. so good at like with headphones on. Yeah. Because it, 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 it isolates it, you. Yeah. You're a hundred and you can. There's so much musically go, like sonically going on. Mm-hmm. You can't capture that on a small speaker like playing a Bluetooth no. speaker playing over on the, you know, yeah. at a low medium volume. Your fucking Amazon speaker, whatever the no. fuck it is. Like it's just not going to happen. It doesn't fucking work that way. No. I, I when I pumped it on the clips over here with the yeah. two, two subs, ear piercing, it was amazing. It was I bet fucking shook me. I bet I loved it. Uh, can you just pull up the? There's a solo at like 11 minutes and 16 seconds. That is fucking great. See, it says at 10 minutes and 15 seconds, it starts this like brain busting fucking head banging shit. <laughs> 
and then there's a solo at like 11:16 that kicks in. When they fucking bend that strip. Jesus. When they're like tapping the string like that, it does that like yeah. that noise that it makes when they move their fingers. And I don't know the technical. Yeah, we're, yeah. Just, we're just assholes. Hitting the headphones. frets. Yeah, yeah, like that. Just that, that that noise it makes is just fucking awesome. And like I said before, like when we were doing the Beloved one, that, that chuggy fucking genty in the back. I can do that all day long, man. The fucking end of this song. I came in too soon. Yeah. Uh, we almost a, need at a producer. Eleven, at 11.50, there's like the calm before the storm. I'm looking for the... the this. Ew. Let me pull it back a hair. Sorry, guys. Yeah. It's marching to me. It's No matter what mm-hmm. you tell me, I know it's guitar. And that's where like that genty part comes in, where he's muting the strings a little bit. Yeah. Right there, that muted. Yeah. This part live, too. They are all standing on the fucking monitors in front of the screen. The back's lit up with fire and blue and pink fucking lights. And it's, they're just silhouettes that are fucking headbanging. Yeah, no, I can. I know that sounds weird to some people who aren't into it, but God damn it, that gave me the chills just remembering it. Oh, I, I, can't, I, like, I can't even. Take imagine. me now, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well,. When you listen to a song that you've like uh, listened to this through, I don't know how many times I listened to through the album several times, obviously, but I kept yeah. listening to Reptile and Satellites because they're just number one, they're so long, right? They're and they're, they're just grabbers, they stand they end out, up taking your time because they're the longer points. But I kept getting the chill again because some songs you'll get it here and there, you know. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. I got it every time, single yeah, time, yeah. but literally like get when the you, chills when you let yourself get into the story and think about what you're listening to and let it happen happens every time there's just emotion and it. it's crazy so fucking good god yeah. damn one of these days i'm gonna give you an album that's, that's this that's great that's this good i mean i have chugs and bold in my notes like chugs. i mean that's the whole fucking album chugs man <laughs> it all chugs it really does it's it has like, like that sci-fi ending too like i like the yeah see i think he's floating in space right now because they had to get out I mean, he had to get out. Like I said, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but <laughs> you never you gotta know. Get, you got to have an alternate, right? Alternate meaning. Yeah, yeah. So, did you have anything else on that one? I don't want to skip. Um, I don't want to skip no, through. It's, it's, I there's, mean, there's so like, much going on there. I feel like you could go on forever talking about it. Yeah, like the the ten fi- or the eleven fifty mark. That's where like I was talking about like the calm before the storm again. It's kind of. Shows maybe a low part and how they've they take it from that chuggy point to this completely other type of thing. Is this eleven fifty? It's coming right it's into it up. just slightly before. Yeah. This is that solo I was talking about earlier. And then it just kind of Ooh. It's like eighties metal hair guitar fucking yeah. like and it winds out. And then you get the strings again, and it's like a softer lyrical type side that comes in. See right there, he says the claim, 
The claim they stake, the land from us they take. And then he says, the craft shakes. The craft shakes. There's a fucking leaving. They took the land. I don't know, man. Fuck it. I want to say it's deep. I want to say it's deep, but I think he's just fucking flying away. Yeah, you're probably right, but it's the Illuminati. Okay. (laughs) They have a spaceship. They fucking won. God damn it. I wanted to be right somehow, but it does make sense because I have that in my notes too about, you know, those references to the craft, the the race in their wake. Like, I mean, it it just just felt like you could parallel 80% of that song with it being just us versus the government or Mm -hmm. the New World Order or... Epstein Island, yeah, whatever you want to call it. I think I think it's this the idea of the co- the comedy background and the the underlying comedic tones and the whole thing that just makes me think like eh, he's really just telling a story about like reptiles taking over. Yeah, <laughs> it's me not being like a sci-fi guy trying to get right. more of a fucking different meaning that it's aligns trying to get with a my little more like emotionally wrecked. Yeah, let's talk about something a little more like real. <laughs> Right. Like our current situation. You guys are world. way too comfortable emotionally <laughs> telling stories about aliens and shit. Yeah. Fuck that. We got you real need, problems. You need to have your heart broken about a thousand more times. <laughs> have you heard Bayside, guys? <laughs> Spencer. God damn. God damn. Pay attention. Write some Bayside music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, oh, man, it's so freaking good. I've listened to that song. I can't tell you how many times. I mean, that's a clear stand-up. I want to rank that right now. That's okay. my favorite track. <laughs> okay. I know that's not important to anybody but me, but that's my favorite song on that awesome. album. I love the, it. the next song, Blood Eagle, that one was their single off this album. And the first time I heard that, it was on uh, Liquid Metal on XM. And I just fucking knowing that it was uh, periphery because the the album before this, it was a, they are still genty and chuggy and good, but like they had a lot of cleans on a lot of their songs. Mm-hmm. It was almost all cleans in some of the tracks. So for this to be their first single off this album, it was like, God damn, dude. Can, this, I, can they, I play this intro to this song? Yeah, like, just full volume? There's no fucking cleans on this one. It's just heavy as balls. Uh, it is super heavy, which is my first note. <laughs> that yeah. shit is titties. And I wasn't expecting that after... Yeah. I mean, it doesn't certain, really it doesn't really calm down either. No, and they they like the Nordics, don't they? Well, yeah, this they is re- mythology. They, I mean, this yeah, is. they reference it a couple times. This one specifically about the the Vikings uh, from Scandinavia going over and taking over people. What they would do to, uh, you know, I mean, the Blood Eagle alone is a Viking ritual, ritual uh, ritualistic execution, right? They cut open the victims on the back, exposing their ribs and their lungs. They break the ribs open. They pull the lungs out and drape them over your shoulders in the front of you. And the song pretty much goes just like that. Right. It's 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 pretty graphic. I mean, everybody knows that you've seen the blood, the blood eagle on the Vikings show. If people watch Vikings, which they I think they did a pretty good job of depicting as far as like what you can show on TV. Right. It was a pretty emotional scene. Um the f- the funny thing that I did read about the Blood Eagle is that the the only actual documentation we have of the Blood Eagle comes from texts that were years after the Christianization of the Scandinavian areas. So mm. as far as like if the Blood Eagle was actually done, we have no idea of knowing. They could have just, the Christians could have wrote that as a way of like True. these savages or, or that maybe we. Maybe it was an idea, 
you know, that was in the Viking culture that never, I mean, maybe it was done, maybe it wasn't, but, or yeah, the Christians may have just made them out to be some, I mean, they were some just fucking really brutal people, right. but I mean, that's a Jesus, man. I like when they say, uh, it makes them sound brutal because it says, uh, now let them sing in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're not singing people. No. They're. But, uh, from what I understood, or am um, I am I wrong there? No, uh, oh. no. I think from what I understood, the uh, they they could be singing because this was like a sacrifice to Odin. If you were somebody that like that that, that they didn't like, right? That's just a brutal form of of killing or whatever, right? right? Um, but I think if it was done, like if you had so much, if you disgraced them so bad or you fucked them up so bad, kind of like they they showed in the in the show that. Uh, you do them that dirty, you have a blood eagle done to you, or you get blood eagled in front of everybody. And if you can do it without making a sound, hmm. you actually are are then still given. Like if you're part of the family, you go through that and you make it through without a sound. It's almost like a all right, bro, cool. We'll see you with Odin up in the top. Interesting. Like you actually still make it. You don't just burn in hell or whatever. Gotcha. So maybe kind of like a happy time. Maybe. Sure. I don't know. Really hard to put yourself in the position where you're drinking goat's blood and fucking watching your buddy's ribs get broken and lungs pulled out. And shit yeah, like that. no, it's but, pretty fucking. Uh, but other than that, I mean, if they were, if it was an enemy, yeah, fuck him up. We don't care. We're singing. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they are singing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was that one was pretty. That, that song is just pretty brutal visually. Yeah, the whole thing is is bad. You know, if or not bad. I mean, like it's the heaviest song on the album for for sure. Yeah, it was really good. And I think they did a great job releasing that as the single with the title, like the title of the album, the cover, Blood Eagles, the first one. Everyone's like, "Holy shit! These this is satanic fucks." Yeah, these crazy satanic fucking metalhead psychos are making an album and then they open with reptile about some <laughs> right. lizard people and shit well and when you follow blood eagle after reptile you're like is this the same band yeah i mean what the hell i mean yeah. it's kind of in the same i mean it's in the same genre obviously but it's just so much heavier and the fr- and, and reptile was just such a, a a tail yeah and it had these soft and just yeah it was crazy and uh the next one church burner it's kind of the same. It's like the opposite, right? So church burners about like the Catholic church invading, invading uh, Scandinavia during the Christian, like making everybody convert to their church and stuff yeah. like that. Um, Did you notice that it had some like hardcore influence in it? Like a, it's metal. Maybe a little it bit. It had like a little, there were some points in it where it felt like a little more hardcore. And a little less metal. I think there is there are some little punky parts, punky yeah. hardcore. There's just some guitar there. riff in it that just was like, huh? You know, like you're not you're not really like expecting it. It kind of. Yeah. yeah. It kind of alternates. Right here. Yeah. Like it could be let, really, live, let Live or... It's really straight from the pathy type stuff. Yeah, like there you go. Yeah. Perfect. It, yeah. 
it kind of caught me a little <laughs> off guard. And I think maybe a lot of it is the lack of uh, like a gent beat there because it, it kind of yeah. deviates a little from that for a minute. But then it kind of it kind of did like swap like halfway through a measure almost is like gent and then it's like a straight beat mm-hmm. and then like whatever. You, I mean, we're just going to refer to it as gent. I don't know how to talk right. about these things. Yeah. But, but that's a it it does that a couple times throughout the album too, and I think I, they always do that. I think, dude, there is that's what I fucking love about it. There's a level of uh, just musicianship, or I don't want to say dedication to a craft because that's not that makes everybody. It makes it sound like everybody who's not on this level of playing isn't doing it for the right reasons right. or for the right. And that's not what I mean, but. I, I really think these guys are they're they're the ones that are like just pushing that bar just a little bit more. You know, in in this genre, there's always the artist that's like a tattooer that's putting out something that like a realistic tattoo that looks like more realistic than the fucking photo or the person you're looking at. Like, God damn it, dude. Well what yeah, you've you've sent tats, pictures of tattoos and you're like, there's just no yeah. way. I've had like I've, how are you <laughs> it's just it just fucking blows me away how that can be done and like how many sessions are you putting in on that person and like God damn it, you know? And and this is the same thing when as a whole, looking at this album with my ears, I guess looking at it in one one shot, it blows me away. And then the more I break it down, I mean just even more blown away. Like, God damn it. How many layers are happening here? Fuck. Well, my understanding from just reading a couple little quick articles, mm-hmm. you know, these guys are their own producer. They don't have a producer. Yeah, Misha. Misha's the fucking dude. Because he's basically the guy that was doing his guitar stuff, right? And kind of that's where the band he was. He's producing everything. He's the one member that's been in the band the entire time from I, its conception to present day. So clearly he's a talented musician and clearly a composer and a producer right probably an audio audio engineer yeah i mean there's so much i mean the synth parts that are in here there's some synth parts where they like kind of chop it like it's cutting out i'm like which is giving it that like electronic genty kind of vibe badass i mean yeah as much as i love like what this person does i think for me this guy's kind of like uh, old boy from 68 like you were talking about like if I ran into him at the bar I wouldn't know what the fuck to say right like, too, dude, he's I, on another level yeah another plane I would love to talk to you about what you do but I'm, I don't think I want to even try because it probably I'm, ruin it for you yeah I I mean I'm sure I will disrespect you somehow on accident <laughs> you know <laughs> like I don't think I want to do that so I, you just keep doing what you're doing I'll do what I do and you know maybe I can give you a tattoo one day right <laughs> yeah. let me show you what so, i do yeah i feel better about that that's the only well i guess they were that. before this album or maybe a couple albums back more described as like a technical metal yeah i, don't remember. I can't remember i'm trying to think of the terminology but there's not always math been core like, or anything like that but like um, there's always been those ones it's like genty technical progressive it's just not dirty enough to just be metal yeah it's a little too clean and crisp and and polished with the electronic side of things and the producing on it. I don't know how, again, not an audio engineer here, but how you pack in so much sound and make it clean. Because the little experience I've had with like recording just my drums and stuff, mm-hmm. when you when you you only have so much space, if you will, on a recording, like the frequencies. Right. So when you try and layer 
cymbals, drums, then then guitar and bass and all this. Like you have to like basically move things, whether it be left, right, speaker, or this this is in this frequency. Like I don't know how you put that many guitar and all that sonic information and make it come out clean because it gets muddy for lack okay. of a better term when you try and do too much at one time it's like having 10 people yell into a microphone at one time and expect it to come out like crisp right it's just going to sound distorted it's static out and blow out yeah kinda. yeah so that's kind of crazy i have to me. no idea that's just one of those things that's like he he must have gone to school right or he's just a savant he as a far as that savant, technical probably. understanding of things is concerned and i know we don't want to break that stuff down but it's always impressive when you like listen to something that just sounds so clean yeah you, especially on loud music metal you music can't, like you can't ignore that fact either way no um the what's the next song garden in the bones mm-hmm. i think i don't remember exactly but i want to say he uses that title in another song too referencing something else but this one I, I read about this one actually is a and it totally makes sense. I had my suspicions but I didn't I didn't know. But yeah, this this one's about the the Native American people Indians being taken over. I yeah and their their land being just mowed over and uh basically buildings being built on top of burial grounds. And uh so that's why a lot of it uh the one song Fuck, they talk about the tribe. There's they mention he mentions tribe, sunrise, wind blowing, buffaloes, soaring crows, yeah. spirits, fire water, burial ground. I'm there's glad you some, read this because I had no idea what it was. It was a little too abstract for yeah, me. Yeah, there's even some Native American chanting at parts of it. Um on at yeah. towards the end he says, From six feet under the grass, the prison breaks like glass. Yeah. Um and there's a part where, oh, between the living and the dead, we all move. Yeah. So it's kind of like suggesting the spiritual haunting of these businesses and the, the, the commerce that's come been built right on top of this, you know? Interesting. Um, a garden in the bones, a headdress down in the soil we own. Oh, well, there See, you go. There, that's the direct. And he's referencing, again, right there. Yeah, reptile. The soil we own, just like you did well, in a reptile. Those, there's those two to three lines. It's a direct. I mean, it's the exact song. Yeah. Soil I, we I own. I mean, yeah. it's the it's the it's the same guitar part. It's mm-hmm. I love it when they so, do that shit where they. Pull I mean, them. they say that it's not a concept album, but that and I don't like necessarily it. think it is. But he definitely was in a mindset like these first four songs have been talking about battles and people taking over or people moving in and taking something that wasn't theirs or the fight against somebody taking over something that is yours. Um, or in this case, the, um, you know, these people have been dead and sleeping forever and now you're just going to plow over their burial ground and build a fucking Walmart or whatever. So yeah, go ahead and go ahead and fuck them up. That's cool. (laughs) It's funny in hindsight when you're when you're kind of given that information, it makes perfect sense now. But I was lost. Like, yeah, I was gonna Google it and I didn't for whatever reason. When but I was first listening, I was like, I was picking out these words and I was like, that's why I have those written down. Like, fuck, tribe, sunrise, wind blows, <laughs> buffalo. What the fuck's going on here? And then I I just got to look this one up. And yeah, it was 
that, that's what it is. Native American people. Uh, I made a note at the the guitar solo at four minutes and thirty seconds, though. All it says is "ilf." Well, then we gotta fucking listen to that, yeah. don't we? Are you turning the right one? I got no. too many knobs on this machine. Keeps going. I, I I can't stop it. You can't pull it down. I feel bad. You Be a disservice. Yeah. You gotta pull it down. We can't. You can keep listening. You gotta fucking. Oh, no, give the fans what they want right to hear. Right there, he says, "The wolf and the soaring crow." The wolf and the soaring crow. So good. I love the last line of this because I'm a sucker for one-liners. Yeah, you are. Bad. Mercy like a gun. Mercy. I'm gonna get like that tattooed. I'm fucking tramp stamp. <laughs> Let's just put it above your eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> fucking mercy like a gun. I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to understand what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, it just is fucking clever. Simply, simply clever. I just I like that shit. Which you wouldn't necessarily expect. The simple one-line cleverness after listening to Reptile or fucking no. Blood Eagle or something. But again, but they give you everything. there's that little fucking, They're, little, hey, we're still here, but like, we're still homies. We're in our late 20s, early 30s. We still hang out. It's cool. <laughs> you know? We're, we're still hip with it. I think that song, <laughs> hip with it. Hip with it. That's a fucking uh, 80s term, y'all. I like that. <laughs> I think that song was like, borderline radio worthy it, it, like a lot of their songs kind of like build momentum you know yeah they as they go it got a probably a little like heavy for radio well if they made blood eagle radio well yeah, ra- it was yeah. xm radio right. so i guess it doesn't matter but to me it was like um the beginning of it was really that one was really weird at first actually for me uh, in the mm-hmm. context of the album because i thought for a second it might be story of the year Really? Like his vocals at the beginning, yeah. if you listen, were a little like you're like, holy shit, that's like story mm-hmm. of the year, and uh, it was. It's, l- it really is crazy that there's not two or three singers at least in this band. Yeah, his voice is like a he. He's just other than the backing vocals, but I mean, for the main like lyrics that are happening, this guy's range is all over the fucking map. Which is funny because the next song, it's only smiles. Uh, Newfound Glory was on that track, I think. Right. The what happened here? This is the softest one. How um, did this happen? This was, for a long time, this was one of my favorites. Really? I went through a phase where it was like track number four on the album. Or track number five. Got to hear track number five. See, in this one, I struck, well, it builds again, again, as you get halfway through it, my opinion starts to change. But at mm-hmm. the beginning, I was like, it, it really did like sound like Newfound Glory. I'm like, what yeah. is going on here? Um, wrong, I don't wrong know. Bar again. It keeps switching it back and forth. <laughs> We've all got those things crawling I mean, come on. Yeah, and that's a. This part right here loses a lot of metalheads, I know. His yeah. high pitch. Uh, is it soprano? Uh, falsetto. 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 His high falsetto voice when singing those parts loses some of the some of the guys that 
like the metal stuff that I like. Well, but. even for me, is not really a metal guy. Uh, that was a little much. It's a little thing. Yeah. Just this song but specifically. But he's got that. Yeah, I mean, you hear that in some of their older stuff too, like a lot more of that. So that's the only time he really pulls it out. That he goes a little bananas with it at the beginning yeah. of the song. But it does. The and it, by halfway through the song, it, it it switches gears. It feels like, or it just it just keeps building momentum. So it's. It gets uh, crazy. There's another killer guitar solo in this one. Did you mark the time? Um, I didn't. I need to get better at marking the times. No, but I did mark the time at the three minute and 50 seconds. There's like a paralyzing, like there's a buildup and then there's a drop at like the 350. So maybe like 345 or something. Fucking doom hits at 350. I'll be Ooh, daddy like. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing too. That, that, that when when they're when they drop when those fucking points hit, they've got that like is it an eight oh eight? Is it, what the fuck is it? Where the that bass at the end of at the bottom? It's is, just a button boom. on their board that says slap. So fucking low. Just yeah. Slap that shit. Sl- face slap. <laughs> boom. Kicking the nuts right here. Boom. Done. It's crazy. So when that's loud in your headphones, um, I, being that this one was like, it always got me for some reason, which was, it's, it's not the heaviest. Definitely, it's probably the softest on the album, the most melodic one. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, to not land too much on the uh, fucking Dawson's Creek menu <laughs> with you, but the, like there's there's music that, moves me almost to tears at point not necessarily tears but you get that little the emotion yeah that knot in your throat and for this album or this song this album did it many times for me but the song really did it and i so i had to look it up i looked this up one this one up long time ago like when i first started listening to the album because it just got me um there's a line on it that says it's on my chest and you're in this art like you are in this art, it's on my chest. You're in this art. Um, this song's actually about his sister who passed away. It is. Yeah, and it was just didn't say a lot about how she passed away, but um, he just said that he had to like he, you know, you have all these thoughts and feelings, emotional. You you put it in a song, you get it out, and then you, it kind of helps you cleanse yourself. Same thing with yeah. a painting. Artists do it. It's what happens. But. Um, <clears throat> That drop at the 357 or point that we just listened to, um, he says, Death is true and I'll be missing you. Yeah, that makes sense it, now. Boom. I like thought that. it was metaphorical, like it was um, a breakup. No, he's he's honestly just talking about how, like, it's, this is real. It happened and I'll be missing you because this is true. And that spot, I don't know if you can find it in the lyrics. I didn't mark the spot, but it says, It's on my chest and you're in this art. It's like the end. Fuck, that's that one. Always got me too. It's funny because I have that. It's it's in this uh, art in my notes. You got the same the same same, thing? same exact thing, and but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't say didn't say if it was like a like a younger sister, older sister, whatever. I don't really think it matters. Um, Here's the. Oh, there's the solo. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's good. That's actually my favorite solo of the whole album. Really? That one? I love that guitar tone, that style. Mm -hmm. Just that, uh, again, I don't know how to describe the technical side of it, but there's a very specific sound to that solo. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and that that part, I think that was really, that simple line, it's on my chest and you're in this art, goes for any artist who's writing from whatever's happening. And the way he sings it and delivers it and it carries it out and then the hits again and then the solo yeah it's really good really powerful they obviously it just makes me wonder like do you motherfuckers think this through this this much does it just come to you Are they just is that the music lucky? is the music given to the 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 uh, vocalist and he just puts this magic happening ver, ver, no they have to be it's got to be a thing there's got to be I some sort be of process like... on the wall for you guys i'm i'm don't mean to just be sucking your dick this whole time, but I totally am. <laughs> Again, I'll get him on the phone. I'll get him on the phone. Yeah. I mean, I think like with any person who's talented, you know, they have some sort of gift. Mm-hmm. There's always a lot of work behind anybody's gift. Right. But the the taking that gift and making five or six people mash together fit it so well that's where the, it, gets, it just doesn't where it, ha- it just hard. doesn't happen very There's often. Certain thing like tool four guys that make it happen. And they they stand out. These guys, they've gone through a huge lineup change and everything, but I think this is, hopefully this group of people will keep making albums because, God damn it. Yeah, it's... it's, I can't uh, wait for the next one. It's tasty. I really can't. Hopefully they don't break up. God damn it, I hope not. Go down that road. (laughs) Um, The next song, uh, Follow Your Ghost. The death metal song? The death metal song. It felt more death metal-y to me. It like, just had like a... That's super chuggy though still too. Yeah, I guess it is. That's that top string that's the, the fucking snow basin cable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This one just had like more of a darker tone in general to me. Not necessarily, like, because there's obviously some dark uh, uh, subject matter in a lot of the other songs. This one sounded this one, darker. This one is darker. I looked this one up as well. Had to. Had to. Because I looked up Blood Ink. It's, is it the witches? Blood well, Ink. I, and, and when you look things up, like, it could be, it's not like I was getting quote from dude, I don't think. Right. I don't know. It was just whatever, you know? Um, because there's, like, suicide reference all over the fucking place in yeah. this thing yeah the corpse will swing in all its glory um so cut low because there's no tomorrow fucking love that cut low. Oh, you fucking i you love that. Are such an emo bitch i really am <laughs> i was like <laughs> i actually started cutting myself while i was listening to it i was like it's the only way i can um, feel anything yeah i was like there's got it like somebody had to have killed themselves or something uh that's my last note it's just suicide question mark yeah it's uh, about the 27 Club. So I looked up 27 because he obviously make, says 27. Fall in line with the number 27. There's a million 27 things if you go. Right. Are you familiar with the number 20, the 27 Club? No, I don't think so. Well, 27 Club, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yes, I am. Uh, Kurt Cobain. The Chick, Janis Joplin. Yeah, yeah them, okay. Okay. So this song is about. Perfect. With- yeah, about these people. It's not necessarily positive either. He's basically calling them all assholes because you're choosing to kill yourself to 
try to immortalize yourself at the high point of your existence that you think it is. So forever you don't ever fade out. You don't ever turn into whatever you thinking, but there's even a line that says, um, let's see, no brain, no heart, just rotting legacy. Yeah. Okay. He's just like, how can we appreciate the stuff that you've made? And like, let it hit us so hard, and then you go ahead and fucking kill yourself because you think you're on the top. And now, okay. this is this is God, an you opinion really broke all these down for me. Yeah, huh? this is an opinion that you know I mentioned way back in the first episode. How it's like I can't, I don't ever try to put myself in their position because I have no idea what they're going through. I just kind of accept like, well, you were depressed, or you did on accident, or whatever the fuck. But right. um, when you get so attached to these people that make this music that enhances your lives while you're doing all that, you can't help but have an opinion one way, I think. And I think this one's like, Hey, fuck you guys, you could have done so much more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really? Cause it's like, it's almost like we were relying on you and you, you just abandoned us. Yeah. Because you know, you get to that point where everybody loves you. You're making things that you know are hitting people and, and changing lives and, is it the the stress of the, you know, the fortune? There's there's a line that says the bloody trail of fame and fortune has drained that life. Like is, I don't know if he's necessarily all just mad at the artist that did it or just, just the, the whole the reality scenario, of it, the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I love uh, right after what you said. No brains, no heart, just rotting legacy. The yeah. little stab wounds and that ego scream lobotomy. I just like the way he rolls <laughs> off his yeah off his tongue. He just Really? This thing keeps swapping on me? Weird. See, let's take, simply from a listener standpoint too, not even listening to the words. He's fucking mad. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way he's enunciating this and singing this, he's fucking mad, man. Yeah, he's but not. The, but that, that, that line where it says the corpse will swing in all its glory, I thought that was funny because in my head, something swinging is like a graceful thing. His tone changes and he actually sings that part. The corpse will swing. Like we'll, we'll get it on, but it was just like, damn, you're painting the picture for me even more just hearing it. I can see it in my head. Um, I gotta find that on there. It's towards the end. He says, The corpse will swing in all its glory, remembering the love once shared. So, yeah, the 27 list is long. How your heroes fall. Keep going, it gets really high. Oh, right, yeah, the chemicals. <laughs> you guys should see Pat's face right now. <laughs> Cut low. Jesus. He, he goes to a... 
God damn, it's too much when you fucking. He goes uh, to like uh, his chord progression. He like singing. You, you know how you have an expectation of where the next note is going to go? It's like, I don't know what the notes are, but C, E, G. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Gonna, supposed to do this. Like certain chords in a certain order is what you expect. Right. But then he like hits that one note where you're like, oh, Just you're going to go off way off, up here. And, like, and it's perfect. It's not. Yeah. Sometimes people do that where they hit a different chord and you're like, why'd you do that one? Like mm-hmm. you should have done it the way it would have sounded like more natural. That one's like different, but better. Yeah. I don't. And that's another thing you under, is it understanding music enough to know, like I'm doing uh, this other thing that matches this on a different level or blah, 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 blah. I don't know. It's gotta be two scales. Like he takes two, he's gotta have two scales that work together, but they're cause there are traditional scales that people follow. Okay. And there's yeah. gotta be, be some weird shit he's doing. I don't know because it just sounds different. <laughs> yeah, it does. And sound that different. emo shit is awesome. Keep putting that in your music. Oh, I like keep putting that in your music. Well, that uh, shit. I want to cut myself. Crush and Sentient Glow are. Crush is maybe like. If there's a song on the album, I think that's the one that um, mentions Garden in the Bones again or lyrically mentions it in there. If there's an album or a song on this album that subtly loses me not loses me but that i find my mind wandering on it's crush and i don't know if it's a second like afterthought on garden in the bones maybe a little bit i don't know um it's it's still a fucking ripper i think it's it's great i I put it's the weakest track yeah by far Okay. okay i mean it's the sonically it's it's totally different i mean yeah it's a straight that straight beat yeah two four you know and it it's got a lot of cool uh production on it though but like seriously is <laughs> is but lincoln is park like- doing a song for the movie tron or <laughs> maybe but what? starting out like we are the earth we are the sky immortalized it feels like maybe a lot more of the same idea of the um garden in the bones we are the earth we are the sky and again soil becoming your own yeah maybe i don't know i didn't really get all like i said this one not a i think it's I, it's more than just a filler for me but i don't like fall into it and get the get the chills like the other mm. ones I wouldn't call it a bad song. It's just the the least good song on the album, right? You know, I mean, there was nothing like I literally have no note, notes other than literally like Lincoln Park, <laughs> Tron. Right. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Reggie and the Full Effect. No, he, not enough. It's no. a side project. He was in uh, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, maybe something like that. I can't remember okay. where he came from, but he has a sounds kind of like him, which is funny. Okay. So if you're a Reggie and the Full Effect <laughs> fan, let me know if you hear it because it's. Totally yeah. not the same genre. Um, Sentient Glow. Again, I was like, is this kind of like Reptile again? Like a second part to Reptile? Because searching in space for a savior race, bending space and time, um, the warmth of the fading horizon lets me know I'm still alive. That one's great. That line is great, by the way. But um, the two minute and 48 second mark there's like a bridge that kind of sounds like if i was going to visualize it kind of sounds like maybe a sunrise over a lake or a valley if you're like on the mountain it's pretty nice 
Jesus. Still going. There it is. Did he blow his fucking larynx out on this? Look at that. Carry the weight of a thousand worlds within my heart. Had enough of this. See, I think. Maybe. Yeah, I could. Maybe it's. Oh. <laughs> it's hard to stop this. Like, <laughs> I can't pull it down. You can't pull it down fast enough. It's hard to stop this. It's, it really. Oh man, I, it's it's just good when he when they get on those like progressions. Like mm-hmm. everything is like a. It's, it's like, like these a guys are constantly building you up. I bet an orgasm for these guys is fucking amazing. Oh, my God. Bagoosh. I just can't even imagine. <laughs> I'm going to fuck my phone. <laughs> yeah, that that note was killer. God, he hit it. He just keeps stepping it up. Yeah. it's. Uh, I said this little note says, it, like, sonically it ends on a note that sounds, like, positive. But lyrically, I think it could be more about like transcendence to like wherever we're going, like when you die or whatever. Um, don't really know the name. Sentient glow has like kind of this spiritual kind of vibe to me or something. But the whole album makes me feel out of my body. So yeah, well, it's with, weird that they little say pulls back down of like, yeah, we're still here, fucker. Yeah. Just teasing. That's what they do. Like, yeah. Give you that second. <laughs> well, and every time they hit something and you think that's like the top and mm-hmm. it kind of pulls back, you get this like interlude, this, uh, you know, whether it's a, like a instrumental section and then it comes yeah. back in. I mean, especially. It know, either does that or it keeps just going. Just keeps going. Yeah. Like you're, you're at the top and it just keeps going up. I mean, that's what he does with those fucking high notes because he'll hit a high note and you're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. There's no, oh, he's hitting another one. It's, <laughs> it's in the next octave. <laughs> Can't go from here. Up, we're going from there. God. Yeah. So, <sighs> satellites. Yeah. Fuck me. It's a ripper too, bud. It is a ripper, bud. <laughs> is that a skidoo? How many CCs you got there, bud? How many CCs you got there, bud? This uh, beginning of this song almost has like a Nine, have you ever listened to Nine Inch Nails Still album? Still, still, it's it's, it's it, one of the newer ish ones. He's post drugs. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just came off heroin. Yeah, I think I did listen to that one. I didn't listen to it a lot though. Kind of, there's some Is vibes. In, there's some vibes in this that, you know, of course, it's a. How long is this track? Nine minutes. Nine, nine or ten. So it's always hard to pick out because a lot of times you hear those kind of mm-hmm. references to the stuff, and it's. You know, for 10 seconds out of nine minutes. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just, that's just tasty. And you're like, oh, a slow song. This probably won't go anywhere. I don't know, though. There must have been a different spot where I was getting the Nine Inch Nails vibe because that's well, not I, it. I don't know. That could have been. There was just, um, just talking about Earth, right? Yeah. So satellites looking down on Earth, or uh, is is Earth talking to us, or are the satellites talking to us, looking down on what what's happening to the Earth? Uh, he mentions this is our home again. A lot of like space. Pay attention to where you're at. Take care of the planet. Like, let me tell you why you're wrong. Well, okay, this is why you're wrong. Okay, <laughs> the 
song is piggybacking off reptiles, okay? Okay. This is how technology and society has taken away the simple things. I mean, he keeps talking about this, you know, you know, we've lost sight of basically the simpler things in life. He even says, uh, what's left of simple life and a beautiful all around, or uh, what's, what's left of simple life and beauty all around. Um, but now that I'm saying that, I could see how you're right. Um, I don't well, know. I, I still, just, I, I just think maybe if a satellite looking down, like there's the beauty is disappearing because it's, we're paving everything. Yeah, because as it progresses, it feels like it's like he's talking like blood and satellites. All that's left is is war and technology. Is, right. is uh, you know that's all that's left. If we lived on this beautiful earth, we exploited it, we destroyed it for in the name mm-hmm. of of money and and technology. And you know all we do is fight and kill each other and care about satellites in the sky. The next step, like we're not worried about our kids or anything like that. It's just make my life better. Me, 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 me. You know. Yeah. Um. But he, he mentions, like, he says, I burn, but to return, like, the cycle, the life cycle. Um, this is our home, which I think he's talking about Earth, obviously. It's our, it's everybody's home. See, but yeah, where he maybe says it's return. like... <laughs> he says down in the blue, too. The ocean, yeah, right? Yeah. Blue. You know what would have been cool? Hmm. Um, sleep Token did something with him on that. Ugh, yeah. A little Sleep Token a little action. Sleep Token with that blue sphere. Um, I did make a note that I wanted to ask you about. How about the fucking drums on like from four, like the four minute mark to 4.30? I don't know if it's any different than what it was the rest of the song, but as I was listening to it on this part where I was taking notes, I was like, Fuck, them drums is good. Yeah, he's getting saucy. There's a little bit like, I don't know what you call it, but like, she's hitting a splash. But when the hi hat's like open, and then he like shuts it up, and then he lets it open again. Yeah. You're getting all over the play, but that was fun to watch. Like, that part's probably fun to see. Oh, he gets saucy, and this part's fucking badass. This is it. Yeah. The, um, like the five, I don't, we almost got like the five minute mark. The vocals on like it's like five minutes and five seconds. I don't know what the fuck he says. Maybe we're going under. Maybe that part. Fuck, I don't know. Let's Whatever the five it. minute five. Yeah. Oh my god. The dude's only like my height too. So yeah, he's just a, a shorter he's guy. He's a huh? skinny, short dude, getting it. Ooh, I can't. <laughs> just this. Yeah. I mean, it's it, honestly this is such a tough one to 
podcast because you just want to fucking listen to yeah, it. Yeah, you want to just turn it up and just like talk about it. But um, it says battered skin under the road. Yeah, so because then so he talks about the cur- I think the that's corrode. more of the earth, more of the earth, right? Under the roads that we've built, there's battered skin, the earth's skin. Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't it say like as I corrode, life starts or something like that? Yeah. So battered skin, battered skin under the road, life begins as I corrode. Code red, battered skin, battered skin yeah. under the road. I mean, could that kind of like almost be the Native American thing that they're saying? You know, we just paved roads over all these people who who passed Maybe. before us, and we don't. We don't celebrate them anymore because we're just we're callous to it. Maybe. And yeah. then uh, as he as he's corroding, his decaying under the road. Is he, um, you know, life begins. Is it just saying as here as I am disintegrating? You're moving on with your life and society. Maybe. I saw I saw it as like, it says, um, as I corrode, life begins. Is that what it says? Something like that. Uh, life begins as I corrode. Right. So. As things get older, they corrode and disintegrate and die, but the earth, the planet, will regrow. Yeah. So I think that life's beginning. Just like a once, cycle. Once the city fucking demolishes and stuff, life will still. Okay. And so as the earth is corroding and tearing down these buildings and things like that, life is also growing within that too, I think. I'll get on board with that. And this maybe this is like the satellites talking to the planet. Maybe it's us using the satellites. Maybe it's the Earth talking to... I don't fucking know. But I can't get off this whole... This song's about looking at the planet from a satellite perspective from the name Satellites. Yeah. Uh, something. I, it's weird because he they do a really good job of it being literal and you're like painting a picture in your head. But there is enough... Like there's it's vague enough at times... Where you obviously where I'm trying to create an alternate meeting. Yeah. So that's that's you that's could, cool. Yeah, you could run with it wherever. Yeah. Because some stuffs, you know, some bands are so abstract, and you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and and on some tracks, not like Blood Eagles, blatantly about the fucking Viking Scandinavian. Yeah, I mean, Blood he's process, telling you know? a Nordic. Yeah, and, tale. and Church Burner. Yeah, lyrically, that's that's about. I that. guess maybe it's just uh, where I want to have these alternate meetings to. <laughs> reptile but the two songs you're talking about satellites and reptile are the more open-ended flowing like the storytelling ones and when you have a story that big you end up you can obviously your mind wants to put it wherever yeah so oh it's so goddamn good it is would you be opposed to me just playing this last this last mm-hmm. verse in its entirety it's not terribly long just uh, battered skin what we were just talking no. about i'm gonna give that a whirl because it's just this is the culmination of the album. It's just so good you have to listen to it. I mean, Goddamn. 
like that the the drums where he alternates from measure to measure where it's on note mm-hmm. and it hits dun, 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 and then on the other one it's like a half note off and then back to that genty like chugging it up and mixing it up jesus christ <laughs> so fucking heavy suck my balls yeah <laughs> suck my balls that, that is a fucking great little end part i i was like <laughs> really what little com- there's the more comedy Suck my balls. That's the guy who said uh, Billy likes to get high, you know? Like that's yeah. their total personality. That's Billy. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking like, what the fuck? So, if you don't know what we're talking Ends, about, listen to the very end of the album. Yeah, the very end, the last like oh, two and a half seconds. Right. Even that one second. Anyway, yeah, the, that one stole the show these last two weeks because I still, is, it's been out since 2019. It's been three fucking years. I still get on that shit and can't get off it there's few albums that i've actually bought like digitally on my phone (laughs) that's that's one of them them. yeah because so when i get in the car like it's ready it just automatically starts if i don't have something going and i'm okay with it and when it does fuck i'm on it again for another week yeah this is good well you always know it's a good it's a good song good album a reptile would be the song specifically that i was dreaming it like i'd wake up with it in my head the song itself or the song, story yeah. of this the no. song yeah. like uh just literally repeating the lyrics in my uh mm-hmm. in my head waking up with it in my head i was like yeah. damn that doesn't always happen i mean that that only happens with select select few songs but yeah that uh that album was good it's going to be hard to like next week it's like what are, or next episode what do we what do we do? Yeah, well, I think we just kind of take it as a, <laughs> you got to take it for album for album. You know, it's like you're looking at the shelf. They're not all going to be no. mind-altering, storytelling, Rush albums. You know, I think what, I hate to bring Rush into this, but I think the way Rush was telling stories at the time that they were telling stories and like doing that type of thing, these guys and were kind of doing that too. Yeah, and I mean, it's like a modern kind of, version of, not the whole thing though. Rush is doing full concept albums and things, but just that song "Reptile" and the song "Satellites." There, there's a full story there. It's not just lyric, lyric, lyric. What if these guys did a song about Tom Sawyer? Fucking a! <laughs> but it wasn't Tom Sawyer. It's like Elon Musk. Yeah, some weird fucking shit. <laughs> it's it's an bitches. Elon Musk story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you picked that one. Um, I will say that uh, six episodes in, that was the this was the one where I was like, "You made it almost impossible for me to listen to mine, my pick." <laughs> so that, yeah, you just had to be. Yeah, you got to be in it. In I the had right to just mode. Yeah, just had to appreciate for yeah. Like for when I'm downstairs, like throwing darts and shit, it's like highly suspect. You know, that's the shit I'm putting on touch tunes when I'm at the fucking Funkin' Dive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but when you got the headphones on, it's later in the evening. Yeah. Let's let's go. Do some reptile fucking takeovers of the world. Fucking Find crazy. out what happens. It's like watching a sci-fi movie, but not. Yeah. This must be, I was never big into, I mean, I love books. I like books. I love stories. I love that thing. But I was never that kid that could fall into a book and read a book for three fucking hours a day. Yeah, no. Without falling asleep. But this type of thing, like what these albums do to me, it must be what that is for those, for book readers. Like, 
but even on a bigger scale, probably for the book reader, because you're, these are pages and pages and pages of describing this whole thing. It's not just 16 minutes of a song. It's it's however long it takes to get through that, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I don't read books. Not a, no a novel guy. And I've never really been a story guy, honestly. Yeah. I'm a one-liner guy. We know we've been You're over. one-liner. You, It's one-liners and prom for you. I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> love say, prom. Uh, <laughs> I'm easy. But that one was cool because it, it did really like... It caught my attention and like and it painted a picture. Mm -hmm. And music uh, doesn't always do that. It usually evokes an emotion. Yeah, but as it, it should. It doesn't. It doesn't always uh, tell a story. Actually, very rarely in what I listen to. And does I think it tell it, a story. it's cool to see this thing that's telling a story. That's really like he's at least on reptile. Obviously, on it's only smiles. That's a personal thing. Yeah, and uh, it's, some of these other ones a personal thing, but. He's not cracking his chest open and like oozing his life to you on reptile. No, it's just yeah. like a homie who's stone talking to you about a fucking <laughs> reptile takeover of shit, <laughs> you know, or like, you know, you're at the bar and somebody's, Hey, did you see Vikings? Oh man, blood Eagle. That was a fucking thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let's write a song about that. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> it's a brutal thing. Um, it always makes me wonder too, like what, how do they approach what they're going to write about? I mean, did he like, was he like what, reading a comic book about fucking reptiles? And then he's like, I should write a fucking song about reptiles. Well, I'm sure that had to do with the reptilian. And um, I'm assuming he was probably stoned. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe. I don't know if he smokes or not. For um, sure. But. Because, you know, a you know. about a guy named Billy. He's a stoner. He <laughs> takes over. Because obviously, you know, it makes sense. You write a song about personal grief. You know, it's yeah, an yeah. outlet. It happened uh -huh. to you. It, it's you're, you're in pain. You write the song to uh -huh. deal with it. But, but there are those bands that can only do that. Yeah, for sure. And that's where you're like, God damn, write another album. That's like, why I don't have a band, shit. dude. All I write bands about breakups from 20 right. years ago. <laughs> or like, like everybody loves Social D, but God damn it, Mike. Your <laughs> life was rough, but we get it. You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I we have... If it was just reptile and just satellites, that I, I would have been fucking happy as a clam. Yeah, absolutely. And still not known anything about him. Everything in the middle was just icing on the cake. And like I said, it's only smiles really had me had me fucked up for a minute. Well, I, I, I gotta go back almost, and listen to it now. Almost that... made me cry. <laughs> but yeah, it leaves me satisfied, depressed, and happy all at once. And that's what music's about. That's <laughs> what we're about. I'm tired. <laughs> when I was taking these notes, I had like the headphones on and shit and I got done and Amanda had been running around. She was doing shit. She came in and I was finishing it up and the, like the lights had gone dark or the, the day had gone dark and I didn't turn on the lights and I was on, I was on the last, I was on satellites, <laughs> like taking notes and she comes in and flips on the light. I'm like, fucking way to go. Way to go. I was in it. It was in it. He just pulled me out right there. She goes, what are you even doing in here? I've in gone limp. <laughs> Doing my job. What are you doing in here in the dark? <laughs> doing my job. Nothing. I don't get paid for. <laughs> That's funny. funny. Shit. Yeah. Well, that All was right, two everybody. great albums. So look at those. You should listen to those on the same day. One <laughs> right after the other. Listen to Highly Suspect <laughs> first, just like we did the podcast. <laughs> it's going to be hard to listen to it after. No shit. But no, that was fun. I had a great time listening to both. Uh, I still have an appreciation for. Highly suspect, and I love yeah. this. I really love Periphery. So awesome! It's what we're it. doing. We're opening doors. Yep. Seeing new shit next week. Um, 
We're going to talk about Chuck Berry and... Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. Side note, remember when we did the 68 and I asked you if the that's that song was a cover? Yeah. Was it, it a cover? It is a cover. The yeah. California? Yeah, the summertime California, whatever the hell. It yeah, is a cover. I did listen to that one. It's, okay. a, it's a jam. It's a, it's a bammer. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, if you haven't heard that episode, go back and check out that yeah. one. That was a good one. Otherwise, uh, yeah, just check out. We'll be back for episode seven in two weeks. Um, so check us out on Instagram, Facebook, like, subscribe, tell your friends. And remember, we're just two assholes wearing headphones in headphones. (laughs) Fucked it up. Cool. See See you next time. (laughs)